0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Colby did a great job this morning, just in general, but in specific, setting up and considering a topic that is extremely practical and important for us, just informationally, This sermon was his choice, his theme, his concept. Now in two weeks he's speaking again on a topic that he and I came to an agreement that he is going to do. And so they've done that. The interns have this summer. Maddie had a chance with him to design their own class at camp that he had reference to uh, as far as the topic and how they were going to handle it. So they got some really good Experience that way. Well, I want to bounce off of his topic this morning and and think very practically. I, I really appreciated the concept of taking the text and using Stephen, and I want to do the same thing in a few minutes. So, we're going to continue his thought and discuss the concept of the crosses that we bear. The first thing I would consider is this. We like designer things. It is probably the case that you have your cell phone. Many of you have a designer case that you chose to maybe express yourself. I don't know. Or how about the screensaver on your phone or on your computer? How about the landscaping at your house? And what about the clothes that you choose to wear? See, all of these things are designer ideas that we have. And we choose those things because they fit us. We like them. We want them this way. I think that living... As Brett said in his prayer this morning, one of the great freedoms is living in this country, but it's also one of the great challenges because with all of this freedom, we are accustomed to designing everything exactly the way we want it in so many ways. If you go to a restaurant and you design, they have a meal, here it is, and then you get to design it. Take this out, put this in, and change this over here. And if you don't get it, what do you do? You send it back. This is not what I ordered. Or we take it on a to-go bag, and we get home, we go, oh, come on. They didn't give me everything that I ordered. So this idea of the freedom to design things the way we want it in this country becomes a great challenge. Because things don't always work exactly the way we might try to design them. It seems to me that there are very many people who have the same mentality about spiritual things. Sometimes I find myself in the same position, maybe you do too. What if I were to design my own cross to bear What if we were free to design our own crosses? What would we say about them? Well, using the figure of a physical cross, we would probably make sure that we couldn't get splinters while we're carrying it. We would probably try to figure out a way to pat it so it wouldn't hurt too much on the shoulder. And by the way... If I can get it small enough that I can just put it in my pocket, well, that would be really cool, or hang it from a necklace. And if it's too big, can I just get somebody else to carry it for me? I'll pay them. I mean, isn't that something we would do if we were designing our own crosses? I wonder if Jesus would have designed the cross that he carried. Think with me for a minute about the crosses that we bear. I want to do three things. First of all, I want us to notice what it means to have designer crosses. And then I want to do as Colby did, and I want to go to Stephen And I want you to notice from Acts 6 and 7 that Stephen showed us how to prepare to bear a cross. And then we're going to close in Hebrews 12 and verse 2 where we learn from Jesus how to bear the cross, whatever it is, when it comes. First. We like designer things. Let me suggest to you that we already have designer crosses. The crosses we bear in very many ways have already been designed. We bear the cross. We bear crosses that are God designed. Because he created everything, Genesis 1. One, and he said in the beginning, he made them male and female. We all bear the cross of God's design that I'm either male or I am female. It is possible, I hear it, that some say, I would rather not be male or I would rather not be female. But you are. And that doesn't change. That's a designer cross. And no matter how we might genetically tinker with it, God's thumbprint of DNA says you are male and you are female. Bear that cross. We bear the cross of free choice. And God gave it to us. He's not willing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 and 9. And if he doesn't want us to be lost, and he doesn't save everybody, then it's obvious we have a choice. But with free choice comes a cross. Wouldn't it be easier if God just said, don't worry about it. Everybody's saved. I got you. Oh, no. We have the cross to bear of free choice. I have to make up my own mind. I can't ride on the coattails of my family. I can't count on sneaking in under the arm of another person. I must bear the cross of free choice and bear it. I must. Because I'm responsible for that choice. And in creation, not only in the concept of male and female, but in the creation of you and you and you and me, God gave us each crosses. For I believe in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10... That God gives the gifts to us that we have. I believe in at least some sense, God has given you and me talents and abilities. And those are his gifts to us. The reason is I know that is because the text goes on to talk about stewardship. And stewardship means I don't own it. Somebody else does, but I'm managing it. And if I'm a steward of the things that God has given, then he gave them to me. These talents, these opportunities, these abilities, they are gifts from God, and we must bear those crosses. So what am I doing with my talents? What are you doing with your gifts from God? How are you managing the opportunities that God has given? How are you bearing the God designed crosses? But then there are other people designed crosses. That is, there are crosses we bear because other people interact with our lives. James could write that to his readers when he said, Don't they persecute that worthy name by which you are called? James 2 and 9. We bear the cross sometimes of persecution. Persecution. People persecute us sometimes because of our faith and our stance for what is right and true. And we must bear the cross. It's not easy. Not simple. There's no padding on it. But it's a cross that are designed by somebody else. And I must bear it. Then there are the crosses of misfortune in life not of my doing. Those who have lost a loved one due to the actions of another person, it's a cross to bear. All of us who fight and have fought through infection and disease, brought on from an outside source, Have a cross to bear. The misfortunes that happen in life, the things that happen to us that come from other people, that's a cross. And when Jesus said, Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me has no part with me, I think he knew that we would bear the cross of misfortune. And if we're not willing to bear that cross and walk through the way with the cross of misfortune, then we're not worthy of him. We bear the cross of the families we were born into. Not one of us had a choice in it, had nothing to do with us, had everything to do with somebody else. And we bear that cross. Sometimes that cross of reputation is, we're willing to bear and say, look, this is my family and it is great. But there are people who bear the cross of a family that's broken, a family that is disturbed, a family that's in need. It's not of my doing. It's not of their doing. It's the family. But do you think Jesus wants us to bear the cross of a family that messes up my life? Or can I just walk through life and have some kind of excuse built in? Well, you know my family. No, it's a cross we bear. So how well am I doing with the crosses given to me designed by somebody else? But then, of course, there are the crosses that I have personally designed. There are the crosses... Of the choices I made to sin and the consequences that have come from it. It wasn't as though I sat down and said, I'm going to design this cross and here's what it's going to be. I don't want it. I wasn't thinking about bearing the consequence of that sin. I was thinking about, I like it. But now I'm bearing the cross of the consequence. And Paul would say in Romans chapter 7 and verse 11, sin took advantage through the commandment and deceived me. That's what sin is. Sin is... Me being deceived, thinking that this is something that will be very good and wonderful for me, when in fact it throws into my life a cross. Difficult, hard, thorny to bear. But I have to bear it because I designed it. Then there are crosses that we bear because of choices we made that don't have any relationship to sin. It's just a choice. Think about how would your life be different right now with just one of your choices made a different way? I thought many times my whole time in high school my goal was to go to Faulkner, which was Alabama Christian College in Montgomery, Alabama. That was that's what I had known. That's what I was going to do. My mom fed lunch on a Sunday afternoon to the entire basketball team from Alabama Christian College because they came down and played a team in my hometown. And I thought, now that's pretty cool. I'm going there. I'm going to be a part of that program. Never thought of anything else. But all of a sudden, within 15 minutes of making a visit, my whole life changed. Where would I be if I had gone to Faulkner, Alabama Christian College? One choice, not related to sin, wrong, right, just a choice. Where would you be? And and those choices, while not sin related, they threw crosses into our lives that we have to bear. Not that they're all bad, but they are crosses we must bear. Those kinds of things are designed by me. I made them. I chose them. I brought them here. How am I doing bearing the crosses that I have already designed? Turn, if you will, to Acts, chapter 6 and 7. Let's take what Colby introduced to us and notice something. As he said, Stephen had a cross to bear and he bore it. Let's look in the text and see how he prepared to bear a cross he had not yet received. Now that's important. We already have crosses to bear. But we have more coming. We don't know what they are. We don't know when they're going to get here. But we have more coming. And and if nothing else, I can learn from the fact that I've already had crosses to bear that I better get ready to bear the next one. How did Stephen learn to do it? Look at verse 3. When they chose these men to minister to the Grecian widows, Stephen is one of them, He was one, verse 3, who had a good reputation. One way to prepare to bear a cross that is coming is to keep your reputation solid. Then nobody will doubt. Nobody will be questioning. People won't wonder, will he be able to do it or not? Because you've established a reputation. And you've established a reputation not only for others, but for yourself. Why did they think he could do this job? He had a good reputation. It's no wonder then that he carried it right on through to the time of being killed. Number two, rely on the strength of the Holy Spirit, not on your own strength. These men were full of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm not denying that these men likely and did have miraculous gifts given to them from the apostles. But I don't think that's the whole story. The idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit is not about whether you have the Spirit or not because at baptism we're promised that we do. So it's a matter of Engaging the Spirit. The Spirit is there, but you have to engage it. It's just like the electricity in the walls of this facility. It's there. But unless you engage it, it's not going to do anything for you. The Spirit is there because we've been immersed into Jesus Christ. But if I don't engage the Spirit and fill the Spirit up within me then it's not doing anything. It's just sitting there. I think Stephen engaged the Spirit. Number three, he sought wisdom. Not just facts, but wisdom. He was one who could take the facts as they were and stitch them together to understand and to decide and to do Am I trying to be a wise person or am I just floating through life whatever's thrown my way? If I'm trying to prepare myself to bear crosses that are coming and to bear the ones that I already have, I need to be seeking wisdom. That wisdom can come from my own experiences. That wisdom can come from the experiences of others. And that wisdom can come from engaging the Spirit. Because James said, if you lack wisdom, ask God. And he gives it. And it only makes sense to me that God gives us wisdom through the Spirit in my life. Not outside of that connection. Look at verse 5. Particularly, he was a man of faith. If I'm going to prepare to bear the crosses that are coming and the ones that I already have, I need to be a person of faith. Without faith, you can't please God anyway. That's the beginning point. I have to be a person of faith. One who counts on, absolutely respects God and takes him at his word. I need to be a faithful person. It amazes me. the Christians who fade away in their Christian life and then complain when things are happening that they can't deal with. Well, yeah. If you're not faithful, then you're like the sheep straying from the safety of the sheepfold. the devil's out there prowling and getting ready. Stephen was a man of faith and again, a man of the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, he was full of faith and power. See, he was tapping into and engaging the Spirit. I don't think he was just floating through. Chapter 7 tells us this. If you want to be prepared to bear the crosses that are coming, we need to put a prime importance on the past. Because the past is the key to the future. The past is the key to the present. He pointed out, This morning. Did you notice the entire sermon was about the past? What was he saying to the Jewish people? You better remember what happened way back there. Remember what happened way back there to Moses. Remember the people of God in Egypt. Remember in the wilderness. Remember, remember, remember. The whole thing was about the past. And then he's telling them, if you don't know the past, you're bound to repeat it. One of the keys to bearing a cross, preparing to, is to learn from my past. Oh, I've already been there. I've seen what that does to me. I have to stay away. That's what the sermon was about It was about saying, I've already been there. Stop. Don't let it go any farther. Of course, we know from verse 56 that these people got upset. They didn't like what they heard. makes perfect sense. Look at verse 59. Lord Jesus... Receive my spirit. One of the ways you prepare to bear a cross is to challenge yourself to reach out to Jesus while you're in the problem. Not after you've already gotten out. In other words, train my, I need to train myself to say when it's coming, when I feel it, when I'm there, oh Lord, help me get out. Rather than saying, okay, I'll just go ahead and deal with it. And when I get out, then I'll talk to him. If I can challenge myself to call on the Lord while it's going on, I'm preparing myself to challenge and challenging myself to call on him before it ever starts fully happening to avoid it altogether. But finally, and I like this one, of course, as he pointed out, Lord, don't hold this sin to their charge. I need to be a person. If I'm going to prepare to bear a cross, I cannot walk around with anger in my heart and vengeance Because I will lash out at those people who created those crosses that I have to bear and it'll eat me up, not only the cross, but it'll get heavier and heavier because I'm weighed down with the anger that I've attached to it. And some people get angry with God. You made me this way. And now the cross becomes heavier. I can't be a person who makes the cross continuously heavier because I have anger in my heart. Even for myself. Call yourself all kinds of names. Because you did this. You blew it. You messed up. You sorry thing. Look what you've done. And you beat on yourself and you beat on yourself. And now the cross that you've created for yourself is even heavier. Because now you can't get rid of the anger. Stephen was not a man who held anger. And he was prepared when the cross finally came. Finally. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. There's no better thing to do in talking about bearing a cross than to let Jesus tell us how he did it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith, number one, who for the joy that was set before him. When the cross comes... When I'm in the midst of bearing a cross, I, like Jesus, need to find the joy. Boy, that's tough. That is tough. That might be a whole other lesson. In fact, I'll just assign that one to the real preacher. How do you find joy in a cross? But isn't that what Jesus did? He found joy in what he was doing. Joy doesn't mean you're happy. It's not about being happy and everything feeling good, is it, Colby? That's what he said. It doesn't have to be happy to be joyful. But Jesus faced it with joy because he looked for it. It seems to me that joy in the cross is being able to see through the cross to the other side. That's the key that helps your sermon preparation, Jack. Number two, he endured it. Bear the cross patiently. We're all bearing individual crosses. There are crosses that some people are in this room are bearing right now or online with us that nobody can see but it's painful, it's heavy, it's difficult. But don't quit, bear it patiently. Stand under it and bear the load. Notice what he did not do. He did not try to stop it when he had to do it. Oh sure, he asked the Lord, his father, for a whole different way. But when he said, that's it, this is the way, he stood under it, bear it patiently. And finally, despising the shame. He did it unashamedly. Just in a physical sense for a moment, think of the physical humiliation. Of hanging probably fully nude on a cross looking the way he did that's physical shame the humiliation but then everybody was mocking him it's okay I can handle this because this is my cross to bear. It's not easy to be shamed. It's not easy to take it. But Jesus was unashamed to do what he did. The crosses we bear are individual and unique. Unique. The universal uniting concept is that we're all bearing our own individual and unique crosses therefore I ought to be able to sympathize with you and you ought to be able to sympathize with me because we all have crosses to bear and like Jesus bear it to the end and like Stephen bear it to the end, because that's what it means to bear the cross, take it up without denying Jesus. This group is ready. Our shepherd's ready to meet you. If you need help bearing your cross while we stand in his name. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky.